up, nerds? Natalie, don't bully the internet. It's a term of endearment. Oh, okay, carry on. Nat and Cass here with an FYI. The 411. The skinny. The scoop. An announcement. It's it's an announcement. Shared History Season 3 is coming at ya. Join us for more stories of the folks and events your history texts and teachers didn't tell you about. Yes, from the overlooked and underrepresented to just some very niche topics. We're sharing some great history with you this season. And we're not alone. We're joined by some amazing guests, including other actors, podcasters, and comedians, as well as playwrights, entrepreneurs, and academics. The latter is very exciting because we are not academics. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on the socials at Shared Pod. Yeah, nerds. Shared History Season 3 starts October 6th. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, uh, 2, 1. Uh. Hello, Fast Family, and welcome to Quarter Mile at a Time. A Fast and Furious podcast <sighs> with a 20-minute wait. Uh, I'm Nick Lathan. And I'm Rip Camelucci. And this week we're talking about Fast and Furious Supercharged. That's right. Mixing it up. Not talking about a movie. We're talking about a theme park ride. I say ride in loose quotes. You know, it's it's more of an experience if, you, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, Rich, Rip, mm-hmm. I want you to tell your story about how you didn't ride this ride. So... <laughs> Not only will I tell the story about how I did not ride this ride, but watched it last night from when we were are recording now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> my girlfriend Charlie pointed out that because I also got my Facebook memories up, yeah, uh, when I was watching it, and it was not only. Almost a year to the day when we were denied riding this ride, but it was almost to the fucking minute. Great. <clears throat> so <laughs> it was wild uh, when she pointed that out because she was the one exactly that pointed that out. She's like, wait, what time is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. This happened exactly a year ago. Oh, and, man. That's heartbreaking. It, it It is and it isn't. So, um we went down last year to Orlando, Florida, uh, to Universal Studios uh, for Halloween Horror Nights, the nation's premier Halloween event, and uh, it was great. It was a blast. Um, it was also in the middle of like a tropical storm, which we didn't realize until after the fact, which um, you know was uh, challenging. Um, but at Halloween Horror Nights, they have all the haunted houses, but they also have all the rides open. Yeah. Uh, so you can just ride them as well, and it's great. Uh, and we were also there with uh, Johnny O'Mara and the official wife of Dilettante Ball, Jessica. Um, <laughs> and they obviously they had all the fast passes and stuff like that because they go every single year. 
And so they kind of went off to do their own thing, and me and Charlie were doing our own thing. And then, like, I really had no desire to ride Fast and Furious Supercharged because I had heard how bad it was, mm-hmm. and I didn't want it. I didn't want to sully anything Fast and Furious for myself. Yeah. But Johnny really, really, really wanted to ride this ride with me specifically. Okay. And so we rendezvoused out in front of Fast and Furious Supercharged at, at, the time, at the designated time we gave ourselves. And we didn't look up in the app or in the, bro, in the uh, uh, park map or anything what time the ride closed. The ride closed exactly when we got there. As Tim Allen would say, oh, no. As he would say. Um, and, like, Johnny was crestfallen, and then I had to act like I was upset. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know, that sucks. And then... The plan was <clears throat> for uh, Charlie and I to make another Florida trip in April of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, surrounding WrestleMania times, and we would, you know, watch some wrestling, go to some theme parks, and we were going to go to Universal. Uh, and we were going to finally ride <clears throat> Fast and Furious Supercharged almost a week before F9 was supposed to come out. Yeah. And, you know, then uh, the world closed. So, you know, I've been denied experiencing this ride in person twice now. But we watched it on YouTube. And which which version did you watch? Did you watch the one that I linked? The, yes. quote, best version? Yes. The one that you linked in the uh, uh, spreadsheet. Yes. Uh, I don't think there is a best version of this ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this right now. <clears throat> the the group that was on this ride was incredibly generous. Yeah. Uh, I I'm not yeah, I, I, I They talked about revolutionary technology with this ride and all kinds of stuff leading up to like it opening up and I was like because I haven't been to Universal since I think I looked at it. It was around this time because I went to Horror Nights and it was, I want to say 2013. Like they had like a, a Halloween Michael Myers like haunted house. And that, I remember that being a big fucking deal. And that's the last time I went. So like this wasn't even on the radar. I mean, Disaster the Ride was still, or Disaster Studio or whatever it was called, was still in existence. You know, so they just swapped out one. Uh, video of the rock for another. Yeah. <laughs> Which I watched a, I watched a video talking about this ride. It was like a 20 minute long video. Just talking about how talking about the history of the fast and furious rides as well as, cause this is not the first fast and furious ride. There was a Tokyo drift experience that all it was, was uh, it was in the tram tour. You can look it up, but it was uh Water like cannons shooting up to 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 replicate like machine gun fire hitting the ground like d- dust of smoke or whatever. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they use mist. And then uh, there was explosions like fireballs that popped up. And then cars on these magnetic arms like went forward and acted like they blew up. And they the cars just were like this and they went like 
up in the air like that. That's all it was. And it's part of the tram tour. And so that was a Tokyo Drift promotion. So I've never taken the tram tour at Universal Studios Hollywood. No. Um, but from every ride through I've ever seen of it, the the tram tour sucks. Like, I remember, so I grew up in Florida. I would go to, to the theme parks with uh, an increased frequency than, than people growing up elsewhere in the country. Mm-hmm. So, like, I grew up with the, the Jaws ride at Universal Studios Orlando, yeah. where you get in an actual fucking boat. Calm down. And, and you are in the shit with the shark. Yeah, the thing about Universal Tram Tour and Universal Studios is that they took the shit that was on the tram tour and just put it, just injected it with steroids for Florida. And it was great. Yeah. Like, people used to talk shit about the ride. I'm like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. This this is a great experience. Uh, and then it wasn't until, like, like, five, six years ago that I actually, like, looked up a ride through for Jaws in in Hollywood and that's when I that it's that's when I saw for the first time it was part of the tram tour. Mm-hmm. And that's when I saw all you do is you just fucking you just drive around a little fucking pond. Yeah, that's yeah. Of course that sucks. <laughs> there, there's no threat. You, they, they, unless unless there's a fucking land shark situation about the brew. Which Jimmy Buffett is not going to be on that ride. I don't think. Yeah, much less, you know, for a weekend update. <laughs> I'm glad our, that's where your mind went. Our <laughs> mind went to Buffett. I, I, was, I was like, you know, we're just, we're, we're distributing the Landshark references. <laughs> <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and so <clears throat> to hear that that was part of the, also part of the tram tour, it's like, well, of course that sucked. Mm-hmm. And, and Universal Studios Orlando is going to do what Universal Studios Orlando always does and improve upon things and make them better. Yes. Which, unfortunately, is not what happened here. Um, from what I understand, there are also plans <clears throat> earlier in the decade, um, or in the aughts, if you will, uh, f- to uh, close down the Men in Black uh, ride slash game and make that a fast and furious ride at florida in orlando yeah um that's that, that's at least like yeah. rumors scuttlebutt lore what have you uh but it never happened because tokyo drift happened and it tanked the franchise for a little while so they just kept it men in black yeah and then as we've chronicled <laughs> fast and furious has come back as a juggernaut they went through with Supercharged, um, and it is so unfortunate that it is a part of a current theme park ride trend that is also seen with the, the Kong ride, also at Universal Studios, yeah. that is just, you, you put a bunch of people in a, a tram-like situation, and then they're surrounded by screens. Yeah, that, I mean, if you think about other rides that I've done that, like Disaster had the whole, uh, you know, subway wreckage 
And then Confrontation. Yes. I don't know if you remember that. Well, Confrontation was a piece of fucking art. It was that was the tram ride, except the reason it was good compared to this is because they actually had a big ass animatronic King Kong. Several. Yeah. They had several, and it was a suspended tram, too. Yeah. Which was also fucking dope. Which, uh, that is one of the, because I, something that has bothered me with Universal Studios they've done is just take stuff out and replace it with shit that sucks. Yeah. But the confrontation situation is the one time in which they replaced something with something that was a hell of a lot better. And I'm talking about the mummy ride. Yes. Because that mummy ride is dope. I'm I'm hesitant to say that it's better because they're just they're so different. I mean, yeah, one's a roller coaster and one's like a slow ass ride. <laughs> like Right. <laughs> or you're being but attacked like, by King Kong. So confrontation ruled. Yeah. But they just replaced it with something else that was different, but also fucking ruled. The yeah. mummy roller coaster just rocks socks. It's insane. Uh it's one of the only roller coasters I can think of where, like, you stop halfway through and, like, there's a fake out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what you think you're about to get off, and then, and then the mummy's like, oh, you're not getting off. Psych. <laughs> uh, oh, there's also it. a great uh, uh, tribute and reference to Kong within that ride. Uh, are you familiar with this? Do you know? No, no. Uh, when you are in uh, early in the ride, when you're in the treasure room, if you look to the left, there is a, a gold mini King Kong statue. Oh. Yeah. I have to look look for that when I, whenever we're able to go back to theme parks in 2031. Yeah. <laughs> 2031. Try yeah. that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's. All right. Let's get into I mean, this. Sure, we can get into the ride. But also, while we're talking about Universal Studios, one of the best rides is going to be at Islands of Adventure. It's going to be Spider-Man. They should have made that that the entire time I watched this fucking ride through, I thought they should have just taken that and just done it with Fast and Furious. Well, they've already done that with their Transformers ride. Forgot about that shit. Their Transformers ride is literally beat for beat Spider-Man. And here's the thing. It sucks. Hmm. Because the Spider-Man like. The experience, the story, the 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 way the effects are used, yeah, are all very fun. The Transformers one, it's just devoid of fun, much like those movies. Yeah, oh, the first one. The first one is fun. Yeah, I saw the first Transformers movie four times in the theater, which I I, 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 found, I found my ticket stubs, and obviously I like that movie. That's a that's a good movie theater movie. You know, like I've seen I saw Avatar three times in the theater and haven't seen it since. Like, you know, like it's not going to get better than this. Right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I saw Avatar twice. Once just in a regular screening, then IMAX 3D. Ooh. But yeah, fucking uh, Transformers. The first one, it's a great popcorn flick. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the ride, eh, not so much. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even remember the ride. I remember I wrote it. I just don't remember it. Exactly. Very forgettable. Oh, man. But, so, this Fast and Furious ride-through, which uh, I think it would be very beneficial to our listeners uh, if you were to link 
the said YouTube video in the uh, description of this. Let me tell you, Rip, I already planned it. And the people that you're listening to it right now, guess what? Look, and it's there. It's there. Beautiful. Um, they even tell you in the video when to skip ahead to the actual ride, which I think is five minutes and 27 seconds of a 12-minute long video. So I'll say this, man. I, I Based on the beginning of this video, I, in person, I think I would like the queue better than the actual ride itself. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, this is a dope queue. And then, then we got to the actual like pre-show, which... I don't know if you've like researched the Hollywood. I watched the, some of the Hollywood stuff as well mm-hmm. today. The Hollywood ride is different because we watched the Universal Orlando ride version of the ride. Yeah. And this ride, I think, is perfect for the tram. And what they should have done was been like Jaws and beefed up for Universal Orlando. They just didn't do that. Yeah. And so the... um. The Hollywood versions opens up with you're you're riding the tram and all of a sudden there's a 1970 Dodge Charger parked where it's not supposed to be parked and then the tram operator is like, hey that uh that car is not supposed to be there there's there's something like you know there's a bandit loose or whatever and then Hobbs takes over the intercom and then it's Hobbs talking to like takes over the tram ride and then and then Roman communicates with you or whatever and he says. There's a low-key, like, sorry about that. There's a low-key party in the garage. And then you drive into the garage where you see the party. And mm-hmm. that's when the ride starts. Whereas Universal has these two pre-show things, which the Universal, the Hollywood version, doesn't have Mia or Tej. Hmm. They, they, they just skip over them, and it goes into Hobbs and Roman talking to you. Like, you know, because... Obviously, they have Hobbs like doing the the intercom or whatever takeover in this version, yeah. the Orlando version, but that it's not the case for Hollywood. And I the pre-show shit for the Hollywood for the Orlando one very awkward. <laughs> Whenever it you it is, <laughs> but I have a weird appreciation for that kind of stuff because I love the gimmick of talking to a screen that's obviously pre-recorded. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I just appreciate a good cast member, you know? That makes me think of, like, the only universal experience I've had that has been good and RIP to this ride, Terminator 3D, Terminator 2, T2 3D, Battle Cross Time. Mm. Because that ride has been there, had been there for decades, and just, like, they never changed that fucking script like everybody did exactly the same every time, and oh my god, it was so fucking funny. Like nobody, I don't know. I guess it's a way to like blow off steam, but people when they get snarky and try to make jokes at the ride's expense, that kind of bothers me sometimes. Yeah, because that's what I felt like. People were like, "Oh, I've you know I've been through this pre-show a thousand times. So it's time to throw in some jokes or whatever that don't work." <laughs> But yeah, that was the most awkward part of the ride. And then you get into the action. I, uh... <sighs> God. Well, so it, going back to the, the queue real quick, it, it's it's very well decorated. Universal, like, for a long time had a bad rap of not having as detailed of, like, cues as, like, Disney, say. Well, oh, God, yeah. Um, and, and Universal's come a long, long way uh, in that. 
ET. Just think about the ETQ because it's like we're inside of a cap. Like, where are we? Are we inside of a cafeteria? Like, where are we at? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, whereas this, like, they have cars set up, they have all sorts of gear and stuff like that, and they have like pictures of all the characters and stuff. And I swear to God, if like, I'm glad I saw this ahead of time. Not that this is gonna stop me because who <laughs> knows. But if I was going through that line, and I saw a picture of Brian. I, I, who knows? I'd probably start tearing up. Like, if they're smart, they just have Wiz Khalifa on a loop. See you again. Oh, and man. everyone's just a wreck and, and is crying and sobbing and can't see how shitty the ride is through their tears. Why are you trying to bring this podcast down again? At I'm the end sorry, of the Furious 7 episode, we lost so much steam real quick because we got real sad talking about Paul Walker. And now you're trying to bring Paul Walker back up, trying to make us cry again. So they got the one uh, uh, video with Mia and Tej and they talk or whatever. Then when you go to the other room uh, where you just have full access to God's eye, which is a nice touch. <laughs> Something in the queue that the video that I watched pointed out was that there's references to Beetlejuice and disaster the, the, in the queue. Wait, so did you watch another video than I did? Yeah, I know. I watched this video and then like re- YouTube recommended like another video oh. of like kind of one of those like park history videos or whatever. Yeah. And, Tell uh, me the references, please. But I love uh, w- this shit. one of them was it was just a Beetlejuice bobblehead dolls in the garage. Nice. There's also one that has a there's a sticker that says this car runs on Beetlejuice. Okay. And then uh, there's a reference to uh, there's a jacket that has Disaster Studio or whatever like patch on the jacket, like a mechanic's jacket. And then there's three power switches. One of them is for the original. Um, ride that was there which i can't remember what it is earthquake. right now i don't think it was there was something before earthquake i want to say because earthquake and disaster are pretty much the same damn ride right yeah um let's look that up actually disaster god i'm such a sucker for when they when they just you know just reference okay acknowledge what was there you know yeah so one of the switches was for it was uh the switch had the opening day of earthquake and then the switch was turned off and the next one was for disaster um yeah disaster is what it's called and that switch was turned off and they had the date that opened and that was turned off and the next one was the date that f- the fast and furious supercharged opened and that di- and that switch was turned on that's man i like that that's a nice yeah, touch that's a really cool detail that's about it yeah <laughs> when it comes to that cue the most detail that goes into this motherfucker yeah uh i so you 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 mentioned the beetlejuice of it all Mm. (laughs) um what did you ever have any beetlejuice experiences at universal um like meeting beetlejuice well you either meet beetlejuice there's the of course the graveyard review i uh, this is what I watched. The only Beetlejuice experience I have. I never watched the graveyard review. I always saw it going on as we're walking past it. Cause you could see it from like mm-hmm. anywhere. Like you don't even have to be in there to watch it. You can just see it from the, you know, walking. But the one Beetlejuice saw, show I saw, it was a Ghostbusters show in which Beetlejuice, uh, there's a crossover in which Beetlejuice interacts with the Ghostbusters. Yes. So sir. you got, so you got a Warner Brothers property talking to a Columbia Pictures property in a Universal-owned theme park. 
<laughs> did you ever? So did you say you just watched a video of it or? No, I actually saw that show. It was like the. So did I. It was the Ghostbusters like singing like, fucking like, uh, new kids on the block and shit like that. Yes. Um. So I can't exactly remember the age specifically I was when we when we when, we, when I saw that show, but it was my birthday. Hmm. And I was standing like right in that front row and uh, like he Beetlejuice like possesses the Ghostbusters and makes them do like a song and dance or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Beetlejuice's microphone was a plunger from what I remember. How many times have we said Beetlejuice during this conversation? <sighs> Multiples of three. <What's... laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, <laughs> to, to the umpteenth power. Um and so at one point he's singing a song in his plunger microphone uh-huh. and then he'll put the microphone for whatever lyric is coming up yeah. to the mouth of a child in the front row. Yeah. And that day on my birthday, that child was me. Oh. And I did not know the song. So I remember specifically just mumbling through whatever fucking lyrics that was. Hell and yeah. Then, <clears throat> This might be fabricated in my mind, but I remember Beetlejuice just like making some sort of snarky comment about me not knowing the words. I bet he did. Yeah, you know, I, I would it, hope he would have. And that's a that's a good Beetlejuice. And, I mean, and that's that was like that was definitely a, a high point of my childhood was see, watching the the Ghostbusters being right in front of my fucking face. Yeah, and then getting to interact with Beetlejuice. God damn. It's such a downhills from there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cut to 2020. (laughs) Uh, This is something that I often thought about when it it comes to Universal Studios. Because, like, Fast and Furious is their largest franchise of all time. Like, they've made billions of dollars off the Fast saga. Yeah. And... Like all their best rides haven't been movies they've made. That they license out, or they well, they license in, I guess, a lot of their ride properties. Like The Simpsons, that was Fox, now it's Disney. Right. And then like Back to the Future, that ride was fucking awesome. Gone now. Yep. And then like Despicable Despicable Me, that's is that them or is that Sony? I. That's a good question. Is that Sony? Okay. I mean, then you look at um, Islands of Adventure. Like, they have Marvel, you know, and they have to keep re-upping that uh, to keep those rights. Yeah, Despicable. There's some weird, like, east and west of the Mississippi, like, rule for that, for theme parks. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Harry uh, Potter's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, So, Despicable Me is Universal. I thought it was Sony. Okay. Because I watched Hotel Transylvania for the first time of the day, and I thought the same people that made that made this, but nope, it wasn't. And of course, they they also have Jurassic Park. Jurassic um, Park. Which, considering that they they actually own the rights to Jurassic Park, and the whole thing is based on it being a theme park, you think they would have blown that out a little more than just like one halfway decent ride? Dude, yeah. Like, I remember when... Islands of Adventure first opened, and you remember the the, the Triceratops encounter? No. So it was a big ass 
animatronic triceratops that they controlled and it sneezed on you and all kinds yes. of stuff. Okay, I do. Like, why couldn't they? That, actually, yeah. But yeah, like, more shit like that, Universal. They've got a lot of. I mean, listen, we could have a Smoking the Bandit stunt show that's owned by Universal. But um, I'm not going to talk shit about the Waterworld show because I've not been to Universal Studios Hollywood and would very much like to see the Waterworld stunt show before they close it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to see that. All I can... uh, The closest thing to that that I can recall ever seeing would be the Hollywood Backlot Tour at uh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Formerly MGM. <clears throat> which they would they would have like a big water stunt display thing going on. Yeah. And then my favorite as a kid uh, would be Catastrophe Canyon. Now that's a tram ride done well. <clears throat> so you get to, you go through the back lot, you get to see the Golden Girls house, you get to see the the shuttle from Apollo uh, or from Armageddon, and then you go through Catastrophe Canyon. You feel the heat. The thing falls a little to the side. It's great. Water splashes at you. Oh, Catastrophe Canyon. What a tram segment. That's how you do it. That tram tour was dope, mainly because, yeah, it was just funny because it was like, (laughs) we're going to try to replicate what's happening in Hollywood, but in Florida. (laughs) And uh, my favorite part about that, that that tram tour was you got to see uh, Wayne Selinski's solar powered van from honey i blew up the kid yes sir absolutely well and then also god damn <laughs> if you want to get me going my favorite park of all time had to be late 90s mgm was this before or after the hat this is before the hat right um before the hat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh and it started going downhill once they put that hat in the hat was a, a, a harbinger of, of bad news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, great movie ride, alive and kicking. Yeah. You had uh, the Ninja Turtles, which is drive through in the damn turtle wagon and, and fucking turn up. <laughs> Forgot about that. Hands down. Um, you had like all the, the, the movie relics and stuff like that, like in the line for. Uh, the 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 Hollywood Backlot tour. You had the Honey I Shrunk the Kids play area, which was like, I I've, I said from when I was a, a small child, and I will, I will I will take this to my grave. The best movie set there ever had to have been to be a part of, just to be around, had to have been Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, and then you got to prove it at that play area. And and it was the best. It was the best. You had the whole Lego. You had the ante there. You had yeah the sliding down the grass. Let's let's Fuck, let's not skip so over. Good. Let's not skip skip over the fact that before you got there, you had to go through the Who Framed Roger Rabbit warehouse. Yes, sir. Indeed, we shall not skip over that fact. There's a steamroller. You can act like you're being run over by. There's yes. a there's a cutout of Jessica Rabbit you can awkwardly pose next to. Indeed, very awkwardly, <laughs> especially if you're a child who, you know, Jessica Rabbit had very heavy meaning for. All right, calm down. Um, 
I'm trying to recall whether or not I'm pretty sure, at least the way I remember it as a kid, uh, Muppet 4D being there. Muppet Vision 3D. <clears throat> Muppet Vision. Yeah, was it 3D or 4D? Did it get the 4D? It's Muppet Vision 3D. 4D? What's 4D? Uh, honey, I shrunk the kid. Honey, I shrunk the audience in That's 4D. That's right. Um, they had the Indiana Jones stunt show. Still there? They have. Oh my God! I need to link this. I need to post it somewhere. But I okay. Earlier this year in February, right before the pandemic, I went to Walt Disney World. Went to Galaxy's Edge and all that stuff. That's right. And went to the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular and. Anybody that knows me knows that I love stunt spectaculars and and scale models. Two things I saw a lot of at Hollywood Studios. <laughs> anyway, but this particular go around, because I recorded it because I knew that the boulder was coming. Guess what didn't come down the damn ramp? No boulder? The boulder. It. I don't know what happened, but I have it on video on my computer of the boulder not coming down. Oh, wow. And you could tell they were like, oh, shit. And like, <laughs> like the boulder just didn't come down. And like everybody <laughs> in the audience was waiting on the boulder and the people doing it were waiting on the boulder. And then the boulder never came. And then the guy and of course, the director, what's he going to do? He yells cut. And then they go out and just act like the boulder wasn't supposed to come. <laughs> but it was no lie. Oh. No lie, Rich. It was it was a very pregnant forty five seconds of them going, "What the fuck should we do?" There's no boulder, and then the guy guy was just like, "I'm stepping in, cut!" And then like, "All right, we stand <laughs> a good cast member." Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so good. I think I'll post that on my Twitter. Yeah, I'm gonna post it because it's like it's over a minute long, so I'll post it on my Twitter. Uh, it's so. But yeah, Galaxy's Edge was pretty dope, minus the uh, crowds of people. The parallel to the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular that Universal had, which they replaced with, I want to say Fear Factor, uh, was the Wild Wild West Stunt Show. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see that? No. Also, just top notch. High up there. Yeah, that was, I don't know, Universal Studios. I don't know, man. I mean, it obviously started off as, like, an extension of the tram tour. Like, like we need to have more shit besides the tram tour. Well, I mean, Orlando was just straight up theme park all the way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be much more than just the tram tour. This is going to be... yeah. This is where you ride the movies. Now. But I'm just thinking about like Hollywood, because obviously Hollywood was the first Bro, one. Bro, ain't nobody think about Hollywood. Which I want to say, uh, going back to Fast and Furious Supercharged, the Hollywood version uh, takes place in L.A., whereas apparently in the Orlando version, they lazily changed it to San Francisco. Why? Because it takes because the ride is located in the San Francisco section of Universal oh, Studios. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay, so here's the thing. One, I would love to see segments of a Fast and Furious movie take place in San Francisco. All them hills. Uh, all the hills. They go down the little what's up doc stairs. Uh, 
I, I want to see a segment in Chicago. <laughs> uh, oh, Chicago, they have to have off-road vehicles because of all the fucking potholes. <laughs> That's why I the just, blues... I just want to see them go down, uh, just like have subtle references to Blues Brothers chases. This reminds me, because Blues Brothers obviously is owned by Universal, and they had the, the Blues Brothers show at Universal, mm-hmm. which is one of the best parts of that fucking place. Very good. And uh, why don't we have a Blues Brothers supercharged ride? We could have done the same exact thing. Man. I mean, arguably, that car, like, <laughs> does a lot more than some of the cars in Fast and Furious. And guess what? It could end. And one of the complaints that I noticed on, like, comments or whatever for the supercharged ride is that it has no ending. And obviously, the Blues Brothers. argue it has no beginning. <laughs> We hadn't even gotten into, because we've only talked about the beginning of the ride. We haven't gotten to the rest of the ride yet. I'm stalling so hard. Because when we get to the rest of the ride, then the show's over. Yeah. Well, we can still talk about other stuff. We need to talk, we, uh, before we leave, we need to talk about uh, where this where this fits in the canon. Because I know exactly where it fits in the canon. Well, the, the, the story of the ride's obsolete. Like, no, no I, know, I know exactly where it takes place. All right, so Furious 7 starts off with Deckard Shaw in the hospital room with his brother. Okay? Yeah. That that hospital visit <laughs> took place right after what happened at this ride. Then how is Owen Shaw doing anything that he does in this ride? No, that's what I'm saying. He got fucked up by the plane crash in Furious Six, uh-huh. and then he got put into the hospital. He checked out again. He 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 Just located this real quick. He located the crew through Roman's GPS on his phone, and then uh, and then Letty lifted him up with a crane and threw him off a fucking bridge. And then and that's then he how went he, back to the hospital. he went back to the hospital. Yeah, okay. you know what? That's ironclad. So this ride is canon. So and it answers a lot of questions. But it also <laughs> immediately dates the ride. <laughs> like, as soon as 2017 hit, like, oh, yeah, no, Owen's not doing that shit anymore. Yeah. Ah, it's, God. They should we'll have just. There. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Sort of derail us from our theme park talk to talk about the thing we're supposed to be actually be talking about. Oh, man. It's just. The start of the ride with the party and everything is just so dumb. <laughs> it's all just so dumb. It's the worst acting any of them have ever done. It's just all so bad and dumb. You know what's weird about the ride pre-show is that in the first pre-show with Mia and Tej, Ludacris, that's him. But in the second part, when we're looking at God's Eye, that is a CGI Ludacris. Is it really? I couldn't tell. Yeah, no, it was, and it, it bothered me. I'm like, why do you go go for real ludicrous to CGI ludicrous? I, you know, man, I, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Like, the ride is like a minute and a half long. If you can call it a ride, it's not, it's nothing. I timed it. The action, quote unquote, is is 90 seconds. Good from, lord, man. From- it's so fucking short. That's honestly something... That really bugs me in a ride is it being way too short. Like, another another great highlight 
at Hollywood Studios is the Rock and Roller Coaster, Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. Uh, featuring Ken Marino. Uh, <laughs> that ride needs to be at minimum 17 seconds longer. It's it's a great roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be an all timer if it wanted to, but it didn't want to. It didn't want to push itself. Do you know the history behind that ride? All I the different watching all the different bands on it a while ago, but all the different bands they went to that could have been a U two roller coaster, but but yeah, but U two wanted too much money. <laughs> Which could you imagine like a U two roller coaster? I don't know. Like I kind of can. I love U two, but like they don't rock as hard as Aerosmith. When when I. I'm not going to be like, oh, this is perfect roller coaster music. You too. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be riding a roller coaster blasting Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Though well, that they is originally a wanted Aerosmith for Tower of Terror so they could play Love in an Elevator. Oh, my God. That would have been great. Which, by the way, that ride uh still great. It's ru- so good. I didn't get to ride it until I was in college. Because we went. So, in Florida, you would just... School field trips would just be to the fucking theme parks <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> the land of a thousand theme parks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, the educational value here is uh, pop culture. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so the group of friends that I was, the group of friends that I was hanging out with in eighth grade when we were at MGM, mm-hmm. um, apparently had earlier, before I linked up with them, all got gotten their scheduled fast pass for Tower of Terror, and then when I was hanging out with them and they all went to Tower of Terror, they all got in the fast pass line. I'm like, I don't have one. God damn it! Yeah, and then like I tried to just kind of like sneak in with them. It didn't work, and then I never got to ride it until uh, went with some friends in college. And holy shit, what a great fucking ride! Yeah. I, I, I've read it twice. I wrote it the first iteration of it, where uh, iteration of it where uh, it just went down once, and then most recent one it was you know now it's on shuffle like you don't exactly. know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But yeah, I I I really want to go to like Disneyland's version of that just because I want to ride the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Mission Breakout. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I truly hope they don't change. I know I don't know what the the rights are or whatever again with Marvel and whatnot and all that stuff and Disney, but I truly hope they keep the Twilight Zone uh theming of Tower of Terror. I'm sure that will. I mean that's owned by CBS, which is of course owned Viacom. by Yeah, which that's Paramount, isn't it? Possibly, yeah. Maybe. I think so. I know CBS owns Showtime. National Amusements. That's Viacom. And who's Viacom over? I think Viacom's the, just the one. So, okay, now it's called Viacom CBS. Huh. Viacom. I don't know. What? Company units. Um, I'm on like a corporate Wikipedia page now. This is weird. (laughs) 
They own, I know they own like Comedy Central and MTV. Paramount. They own Paramount. They and in turn, okay. and they own Miramax and DreamWorks. Huh. So, I mean, Hollywood Studios has always had Paramount shit in there for yeah. as long as I can remember. So they're probably going to still license that shit out. But I don't see them changing the Tower of Terror to a Guardians of the Galaxy thing anytime soon unless they add more Marvel shit around there. Right. But again, I think there is some weird, like, Missis- like east-west of the Mississippi, like, agreement in there. Well, <clears throat> The Simpsons, it's owned by Disney now. Mm-hmm. But both east and west got The Simpsons, Universal Orlando and Hollywood. Well, I think that's because they... Had the the Simpsons license before the the Disney Fox sale. Yeah, and I know they they have it until at least twenty twenty three. That was something that I read. Hmm. So I guess they got to re up that in three years. I like. I'm I'm a fan of the Simpsons land. Like it sucks that they got rid of Back, Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, but I do. I, it's a very well themed. It's a very well themed area of the park. Yeah, I yeah I do like it a lot as well, but it's just it just proves that Universal just needs more uh, more world building in their movies, I guess. Yeah, I guess, man. It it really does suck that their their top earner in Fast and Furious has such a shitty ride when it's yeah. so primed for a great ride. Even if it was it was a fucking simulator, the same style as as Back to the Future, you know. Or this the ideal Fast and Furious thing would be a stunt show. Honestly, there's a, just make a Fast and Furious area, and then you have a stunt show. You have a uh, you know Toy Story Mania. You have like a game ride like yeah. that. I um, rode that ride. Yeah, you have a simulator ride in there. You do a fucking roller coaster. Like, fuck it, man. Yeah. There's so much they could just blow out, and they just they just don't. Let me look up their most uh, successful properties. Well, and, like, there's also just, it feels like Universal has a, a just a, a real fetish with trying to make their Universal monsters popular again. <clears throat> and yeah. You know, if fucking tom cruise's mummy had actually like done business one they would have reskinned the mummy uh roller coaster literally um and then they yeah i you absolutely would have had like a, a freaking wolfman experience i don't know also twister sucks so hard too i don't know why twister is still a thing is twister still a thing no or is it the jimmy fallon thing now they got replaced with the jimmy fallon thing that's right which the oh, uh twister thing was so bad Listen, Twister was amazing because we got that pre-show warning from Bill well, Paxton. Well, pre-show warning, of course that was great. The ride was bad. But look, when you got fucking uh, Bill Paxton, it was Bill Paxton, right? Yeah. Is that what I'm thinking about? Yeah, Bill Paxton, like, bearing his soul, letting you know that they didn't know where the movie ended and real life began. So, these are the, I got the top ten uh, highest grossing Universal films. Okay. And this is from last year. Number ten is The Grinch, which is that's the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, the new one. Number interesting, which n- they already do a lot of Grinch stuff. They have like their big Christmas blowout with the Grinch, and they have the whole doc. They they have Seuss Land, <laughs> yeah, uh, islands. We got Meet the Fockers is number nine, so we could have like uh, 
I don't even know, man. That's at least a restaurant. Um, number With eight. Chimichangas? Yeah. Number eight is the Minions. Uh, yeah, Minions. Which is also, there's like a, they have a Despicable Me thing yeah. in Universal. Uh, number seven, funny enough, Furious 7. Mm-hmm. Number six, Despicable Me 2. Number five, Secret Life of Pets. Number four, Jurassic Park. Number three, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Number two, E.T. Number one, Jurassic World. It's going to be a sad day when uh, they close E.T. Uh, Steven Spielberg says over my dead body, so. And he's going to die one day. No, he's <laughs> so. not. What what do we got? Oh shit! Okay, I got the uh, I got the. Oh, let me pitch you this: a nineteen seventeen ride at Universal Studios. You have to run across a battlefield all in one take. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to see out of shape tourists in big baggy shorts. A camera strapped around their neck and crying kids having to do anything physical whatsoever in 96 degree with the fucking heat index heat. Let me tell you about, uh, speaking of tourists in baggy shorts, Galaxy's Edge. Great concept. You're in a Star Wars world. That sounds dope. And then you get there and everybody's wearing tank tops and baggy like cargo shorts and it immediately takes you out of it. Yeah. Well, so from what I understand, they still have yet to open that the the like the Westworld like experiential hotel. Yeah. But from what I understand, that's gonna be like full on like just like cordoned off. From the rest of the fucking general admission motherfuckers. Man, I hope they... Because, like... That's the promise that I want. Is, like... I don't know. It's not as immersive. Like, the Stormtroopers is cool. Seeing, um... Like, the there's, like, droids. They're not, like, interacting in the crowd. But they're kind of carded, like, you know... Yeah. Barriered off. And they, like... They come to life and look around. Like, I saw a gonk droid do something one time. And that was cool. And then, like... But yeah, it's just even sometimes the cast members are kind of lax with the uh, like. Do you want your uh, like? They of course they have another word for receipt, but like it's just they're talking normal, but just they're like, do you want your? They call the receipt a cargo slip. Like, do you want your cargo slip? And like you know, it's like oh that'll be twenty. You know that'll be uh, nineteen credits and twenty cents. And tw- <laughs> like, so, like, <laughs> for the first year uh, for Hogsmeade, for a Wizarding World, like, all the cast members still at least fucking tried to speak in a British accent. And, like, no, I'm sure they don't. No. Um, which, by the way, one of the coolest fucking things uh, at a theme park I've ever experienced was the Ollivander's uh, wand selection ceremony. Yeah. Uh, with, like, a, there's just a bunch of kids in there. Yeah. And, like... It's very impressive the whole the whole rigmarole, um, but kids just like are are floored by it. There was like one kid, like some shit happened. And he's like, "Wow, yeah, magic is real." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh shit, kid, yeah, magic is real. Let's fucking go." 
Uh, and then, they, and then, like watching the parents' face after like the one kid has the wand that chooses them, and it's like they take them off to a fucking side room because you know that wand's like a hundred and twenty dollars, and they're gone, and you can't say no after the wand chooses your child. Yeah, you you're gonna you're gonna traumatize them. Yeah, what a brilliant strategy. But yeah, we were talking about fucking uh, Galaxy's Edge and uh, being taken out of it, which is like. Yes, I get that, but also at the same time, um, you know what also takes you out of it? Those fucking dance battles that they have during Star Wars Celebration Weekend. They that is that is not part of Galaxy's Edge. I know it's not part of Galaxy's Edge, but it's also part of a Star Wars thing. That's all. That's like, man, can we not? That, uh, I don't know if you ever, if it was there the last time you went, but they had a in the in front of the Chinese theater. Mm-hmm. The great where the great movie ride used to be. Now it's Mickey Minnie's uh, runaway uh, runaway train. Never gonna go back. Uh, <laughs> Which I hear is very impressive. But uh, they have, they have like a little setup that's like a star. It's like a stage with uh, screens, and they have a show that is just they show uh, a clip from the movie, and then that character that's in that clip walks out. That's all it is. And I'm like, this is a show. <laughs> like, how is this a show? So, I just want to walk back what I, I was ranting about with the, the dance battles and whatnot. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, again, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum or whatever or anything like that. If people get enjoyment out of it, that's fine. But also, I'd like to, to, to apply to that what uh, my dear good friend Augie Artillas once said in response to the Beetlejuice Graveyard Review Show. Uh-huh. No, it wasn't Augie. It was it was Tope Adabanjo, co-host of RJ Hates Rap. Um, By the way, walking out. I just want to say, every time I see RJ, every time I was like, my, every time I see him, I go, "So you hate rap?" Like that has to. I'm that's sure my, he loves that. Oh, he laughs every time. <laughs> uh, so we were walking out of the Beetlejuice Graveyard Review Show, uh-huh. and. We're like shitting on it. And then Tope just hits us with, man, they're living their dream. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Fuck. They're- yeah, they're doing what they they want to do, like sing and dance and get paid for it. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, those dancers like, yeah, that's they, they want to dance for a living and they're dancing for a living. It's hard to it's, it's in a sad way. It's hard to argue. <laughs> That's like, um, it's like you beat me. That's you like beat a, my cynicism. Yeah. That's like somebody from, um, like Chicago improv that I've met, like, like, like hung out with her, like different places a couple of times. And then one time just never, like never saw her again. And then she cropped up. Like I was in universal and then she like at, like earlier this year was there and she was like posting stuff, or, like doing. Apparently, she's doing like that kind of stuff at like Universal or whatever, like that kind of shit now. So she was doing improv in Chicago. Now she's down in Orlando doing like that kind of shit, like you know, getting paid to do it because you sure now, shit weren't getting paid to do improv in Chicago. Lord, Lord knows. Uh, that, yeah. Now that now that said, I will draw the line at people whose goal and ambition it is to do improv on Main Street at Disney World. That's where I draw the line. Those people need to fucking get a grip on reality. 
Have you, uh, okay, so Knott's Berry Farm has uh, this thing called Ghost Town Alive. I've never been to it, but I saw a video of it, and those people improv like that, like they're in the Old West, and it's pretty amazing, because if you bring up shit from today, they're like, I don't know what that is, and they always have a hilarious comeback to it. So I watched I'm that. I don't, any of this. It's pretty good, like... Uh, like one of the people from Super Ego, the improv podcast, Jeremy Carter, I think he does it. And like, I watched a video of him doing it and he was fucking cracking me up. That's yeah, fun. And like, that's something I think they should have at Galaxy's Edge. It's just people improving, you know, that kind of stuff. That's, that's the magic I want. Yes. But the danger you run into there is canon. Because you're going to get some real Star Wars-ass nerd-ass motherfuckers coming up and trying to trap them. Trying to fucking trap these damn improvisers with just bullshit minutia. And you know what? They need to go through a process in which they learn all that shit. Because, like, come on. An improviser Star Wars nerd is not going to be hard to find. That's also true. I'll nominate several of them right now. Yeah, like we, we, you and I know some people who could probably work for Galaxy's Edge and they do a fucking right. do a good job of doing improv. Like that is something they need. Now that said, if Universal ever wants to blow out their Fast and Furious section of the park and have cast members acting as people in that world, yes, I'll go ahead and never wear sleeves again. And 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 completely understand the universe that is this world, ex- minus the fucked up timeline. Do you need me to be Rusty from Episode Four of Fast and Furious Spy Racers? Because I will do it, Universal brother. In one of our <laughs> bonus episodes, we were trying to figure out who would be a great Hollywood actor to play Rusty. I say we go, go with an unknown, and you play Rusty, my friend. You're damn right I'll do it. I know all kinds of shit about metal. I, I could look like I was a roadie for a metal band. I, I probably oh, could do it. it. Just put, give me a handlebar mustache in which both are braided, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> Fuck, I want this so <laughs> I'll act like a security expert who knows a lot about... What, what was his shtick in that episode? I can't even remember. He was a security expert who obviously used to be the roadie for like Metallica. Like that's what what this guy was. Uh, if not Metallica, like a fucking third rate metal band, like like fucking uh, Anvil. Uh, what what Anvil? That's who I can Anvil, think of. Yeah, I was gonna say like fucking like Rat or whatever. That's no, Rat is not third rate. Eh. Listen, I listened to uh, I I was listening to Rat earlier this week driving around. Okay, then I take it back. I was like, I need to, I really had, I have a song, uh, Lack of Communication, stuck in my head. So as I was going out, you know, on my expedition to go get food, of course, was listening to their uh, Rats album, um, Out of the Cellar. Is that the album? Anyway, I like Rat. And that Geico commercial where it says we have rats in our basement. God, that's a good commercial. All right. (laughs) So yeah, I believe that, uh, having improv actors coming in and doing all this stuff will really add to the world. Man. That being said, Harry Potter, don't ask me why, but that does a, that pulls me in and they, and everybody is also wearing baggy clothes and whatnot. I don't know what it is about star Wars that t- it takes me out of it, but like Harry Potter, I'm there. Like I'm in it, man. Yeah. It's weird. 
God. Bless all those cast members, too, for wearing, having to wear fucking robes in Florida humidity. Yeah. That sucks. But I think, I think I th- you're very well, much onto sa- something. Yeah. With, with comedy in Chicago is, is officially dead. It is dead. It is done. It is over. It's fucking yeah. over. Mm-hmm. And these parks are going to need to rebound, man. <laughs> I and I feel like there's just some good hiring synergy that that needs to be just all sorted out once we can actually start safely going back to the parks. Safely. Yeah, so, in, so in 2031, that's 2031. Uh, we'll all have jobs again. Oh, horrible. All right, so I'm going to go down um since we didn't have stats for this ride, I'm going to go through uh, some other universal properties. All right. Okay. So this is based off of box office mojo. Like right now, I think this is off a website called the numbers.com, but yeah, number one is Jurassic world. Number two is furious seven. What is this dated? I don't know when, but like you got Jurassic park fate of the furious. Oh, so this is recent. Minions, uh, Jurassic Park, Despicable Me 3, Despicable Me 2, Secret Life of Pets, E.T., Fast and Furious 6, Hobbs and, Sh- and then Hobbs and Shaw, and then Sing. So all their movies that are the highest grossing are Furious, like Minions Animated related, or Jurassic Park. I and, would and then like got to see ru- this list adjusted for inflation. Yeah, they got rides for all this stuff. And they um, obviously have a King Kong, you know, experience at Hollywood, but not at, at Orlando. No, they have Kong in Orlando. Really? Yeah, it's it's the same shitty style as Fast and Furious Supercharged. Where's this where's at? Your, um, I can't remember exactly where in the park it is, but it is at, at Orlando. And it is, by some accounts, it's worse than Fast and Furious. No. Yes. Shrek 4... All right, this is what the rides we got right now. We got Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, Shrek 4D, uh, the Hollywood uh, Rich Camelucci ride, Rocket. It's Rip, Rip, Rip Rocket. Rip Roaring Rocket, baby. And uh, uh, music... That's a good coaster. Fuck, that's a good coaster. (laughs) That is dope. I listen to Beastie Boys every time. It's the best. It's the best. I like. There's a few others that are very good, and apparently there's a fucking secret playlist that I'm never able to access. Yeah. But don't fuck with anything else. Yeah. Another runner-up is Black Eyed Peas' Push It. That's also very good. Hmm, I'll have to try that next time in 11 years. All right, then we got Transformers Ride, and then... um, Revenge of the Mummy, Blues Brothers Show, Race Through, Jimmy Fallon, Bullshit. San Francisco, the only thing there is Fast and Furious Supercharged. And then you got Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And then the World Expo, you got Fear Factor Live, which I can't believe that's still there. Why is that not called Joe Rogan, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, the ride? <laughs> that they make a lot of money if they did that. Uh, Men in Black, Alien Attack. That ride... I don't know. I loved it when it first came out, but now I'm like, eh. It's fine. First it's, of all. If you're looking to get something in that doesn't have a long wait time, it does the trick. That uh, that ride, 
it just bothers me because the 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 guns are always greasy. Like they don't yeah. clean they they don't clean the guns, which you know in a Corona era that uh, <laughs> it's a big no no. Simpsons ride. They got the King and Kodos twirl and hurl, which I've never ridden that before. Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. The only ride I've ridden is uh, E.T., yep. which that's a Stone Cold classic. Oh, the horror makeup show. That one's dope. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good show. Yeah, and that's it. That's all they got. I mean, you know, All's Adventure obviously has a lot more stuff, but we're not mm-hmm. going to cover that because that's not where Supercharged is. No, unless you do take the Hogwarts Express uh, from uh, Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade, and then then we could talk about it. But oh man, yeah, that's a uh, I don't know. Yeah, the difference between Harry Potter World and Galaxy's Edge, I don't, I can't explain why one does it so much better than the other. That's interesting. That it's weird. That there's that just like separation in your mind. Yeah, like I remember walking. I remember just being in awe of Diagon Alley. Not Hogsmeade as much because it's. I think because Diagon Alley, it's just so. It's the buildings are tall, and like you can't see the park. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yes. Like Galaxy's Edge tries to like make it seem like, but it's just so open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, I think that's that, mainly what that it is. That seeing the park thing is, uh, is a very interesting uh, detail that reminds me of... Um, have you watched the Imagineering docuseries on Disney Plus? Yes. So they talk a lot about that when they were creating Radiator Springs for California Adventure. Yes. And they wanted to make sure like you can't see anything outside the park, anything outside of that little like area. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's... Wow, they really do think of everything. Yeah. Which like I think my main my main gripe with with Disney it was what happened whenever they opened up uh, Animal Kingdom, which I went back recently and they did a better job. By the way, the fucking Avatar section of Animal Kingdom, it's great. It's amazing. Right, both both rides are great. There's only two rides at the moment. But it's great. Like we went at dusk, and then when we got off the Avatar Banshee ride, it was dark, and everything was lighting up and whatnot. It was great. But um, that was good. But I think the main problem is, is like, it's just you feel. I, I think it's the sense of like, because with that you got like big trees and like those floating islands or whatever, like to simulate the floating you know section in Pandora. But it's just like you look up and it's still going. Whereas like Toy Story section kind of feels flat mm-hmm. and Galaxy's Edge feels flat. It's not like something, you know what I mean? The Millennium Falcon section of Galaxy's Edge is dope. But like every other part of that just kind of, eh, whatever. Uh, since you mentioned Animal Kingdom, I'll just go ahead and just say this. Um, something that apparently I guess no one wants to talk about. Uh, Disney's hands down best roller coaster is Expedition Everest, and it's not even a conversation. It's a great ride. Uh, it's straight up not even a conversation. Space Mountain can go screw, honestly. Yeah, I think we rewrote Space Mountain this most recent trip, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good if I don't ride that again, ever again. Yeah. Uh, and then 
Ah, oh, balls. What was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, other uh, hot take that, that no one else wants to fucking ever talk about is how if you want to go, if you want to go to a park strictly for rides, Bush Gardens wipes the floor. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Everything else. I mean, Bush Gardens has got it's got the it's got the three things that we need: rides, beasts, and beer. Let's shut it down. We're done. <laughs> That's all that needed to be said. <laughs> That's it, dude. Yeah, Bush Gardens. I remember, like, fuck, like, God, these like, there's so many roller coasters. Six Flags yeah. over Georgia. I, that's the theme park I grew up going to all the time as a kid. Shit ton of roller coasters. You know what that park has? It has a Batman Forever section. Not Batman. Batman Forever. Because yeah. you got a you got a Riddler ride, which is based on Edward Nigma. It's called the Mindbender, which was a roller coaster that already existed. They just put they just threw some question marks on it. And then the, and then <laughs> yeah, then you have a Batman ride, which is pretty dope, and it's like kind of in the you know and then it's a batman stunt show that's all you need in a theme park honestly which that superman ride sucks mainly because it was not a pleasure to ride that ride mm. too many g's for little old me i haven't been to six flags over georgia since i was a child so well because once you go to other places you kind of don't want to go back but I think I'll buy Coca-Cola and use that as a ticket next time I go. That was the thing you could do. You buy Coca-Cola and like, cause you know, they're in Atlanta and like, you just like, here's my ticket and plop a Coke can down. Like you haven't even drunk this yet. I think it was the same thing for Bush Gardens, but with Pepsi, they oh. just have the, the coupon on the can. Yeah. Uh, God, Bush Gardens. What a what a wonderful fucking place in that you bought a ticket and it was good for the whole year, like <laughs> to come back to. So, and like they didn't check shit. So our friend Johnny Omar, previously mentioned in this uh, episode, um, over an hour ago at this point, uh, he his dad had like a year pass. Mm-hmm. And he has the same name as his dad. So he would just use his dad's pass. That's brilliant. It's They didn't even give a fuck. They didn't look at ID. That they didn't is. look at anything. Uh, don't you love it? Yeah. By the way, have you watched? did you watch Class Action Park, that documentary yet? Not yet. Not yet. It is definitely on the list, though. That is a... Uh, it's like very... To watch it, gets very fun. And then, and then they start talking about all the people that died. And you're like, yeah. oh, this is not fun. Yeah, there was also a very good Defunct Land episode on uh, Action Park. As well. I have not watched that yet. The Defi- yeah. f- it's the f- an old, old, old episode, considering how long they've, they've been doing this shit for. Yeah, they uh, haven't haven't visited Defunct Land in years. Same. I need to watch their Epcot video because they just uploaded that a week ago. Yeah, I am obsessed with Epcot. Not like what it is now, because Epcot, let's be honest, sucks. But um. It's going to get better, though. But the original concept of Epcot, I loved. I don't know. This past time I went to Epcot, there's so much fucking construction. It was mm. annoying. Like, it is in, like it's only going to get worse as yeah. they continue to, like, That's know. where they're they're adding the Tron ride to Epcot, correct? No, that's uh, Magic that's Kingdom. That's Magic Kingdom. That's going to be in Tomorrowland. That's right. And um, 
But Universal's going to, not Universal, Epcot's going to get a Moana section. Ooh. Did I say Moana? Yes, yeah. Moana. Um, trying to think what else they're going to get. Damn, 4.1 million views, and it's only 17 minutes. Definitely going to watch that. Yeah, Defunct Land started making like videos that were longer than like 10 minutes, and I was like, no. Kind of where I fell off, yeah. But that's <laughs> YouTubers, they get all cocky, and they're like, oh, I'm going to start making stuff that's over 30 minutes. And I'm, I'm like, going to start making real content. And then yeah. it's like, no, you're not. I'm, I mean, you are, but I, I won't be there for it. Which I still follow uh, Yesterworld, and they haven't uploaded a video in a while, which is kind of um, worried about that. So, where was I going with this? Yeah, there's a lot of construction at Epcot right now. Well, obviously not I, now. Boy, I love how we're never going to cover another Fast and Furious movie again, and we've pivoted full-time to a theme park podcast. Yes, uh, this episode is called uh, Park Snobs with uh, Nick and Rich. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're not <laughs> ripping this episode. You're rich. Because you have to be rich if you can afford to go all these fucking Fucking apart. tell me about it, man. So, uh, I talked about the, the trip that we had planned in April. Yeah. Um, and I bought the tickets through those, like, work discount programs that, like, you know, your, your company will have or whatever. Tickets yeah. at work. Fuck tickets at work. Because uh, these tickets, I think the Universal tickets are like good for whenever they're open ended. But the Bush Garden tickets that I bought through there are only good for a, a year. More like tickets that don't work. Fucking for real! I could like call them and got emails. I got everything. Try to get a, a refund, uh-huh. and they just didn't. They just fucking stonewalled me at like every turn. And I like followed up for like a fucking month straight, and nothing. Wow. Yeah. So fuck tickets at work. My official fuck you of the week. This fuck you of the week is sponsored by Universal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Looking at these like box office. Now, by the way, I'm going to go on a rant here. The first ride I always got on whenever I went to Universal Studios was T2 3D Battlecross time. Happened every time. I've been to Universal, I think five times in my life Terminator first thing I got on because Terminator is one of my favorite movies and they replaced it with a fucking Jason uh, like a born stunt show the Terminator franchise is more relevant today than the born franchise ever was like I get it you're gonna replace it with something you, uh, you actually own the rights to Universal sure but, I mean, I, I I live to go see that bit they have when Shaquille O'Neal puts a contact lens in his eye. He automatically makes a free throw. Like, that is a good joke. It, That's it, a crowd pleaser. And it was, gets it. And guess what? In 2013, when I went and saw it, people cheered because they knew that was there. It was like seeing an old friend. <laughs> because they knew Shaquille O'Neal. They did not update it. They did not have a new basketball player. It was still Shaquille O'Neal. And, ah, God, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like, you know when you watch a movie and Steven Root pops up? That's what it was like. You're like, I know that guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was a fucking dope ride. It's not even a ride. You're just sitting there and, like, it, the seats moved and you got water sprayed on you. It's a 4D experience. Anyway, what are you looking at your phone? 
So I'm trying to find the all-time top Universal movies adjusted for inflation. And okay. I'm having a hard time. Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to like go further on down the list. And uh, a lot of these would not make for good uh, uh, theme park properties. Oh, shit. Uh, King of Staten Island. Right. Can you imagine that? <laughs> uh, Mamma Mia, Fifty Shades of Grey, Ted. Yeah, yeah. They just don't make good theme park movies. Oh, here's a here's one that would be good. Jaws. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, I think a Les Miserables stunt show could work. God, Meet the Fockers, Bruce Almighty, Warcraft. I forgot about that. Oh man. Have you seen this uh, this Twitter conversation? It, so it was uh, Duncan. Ooh. I need to tell you about the this real quick. Huh? The Flintstones. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. They didn't. Sorry, go ahead. Spielberg just needs to step in and be like, all right, guys, listen up. So um, on Twitter, Duncan Jones, son of David Bowie, director of films like Moon, uh, mm. Warcraft, Said uh, he, he 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 posted a picture of uh, Josh Brolin and he said Judge Dredd, think about it. And then Carl Urban, who played Judge Dredd in Dredd, tweeted back at him their Rotten Tomatoes score for Warcraft, and it was the best reply I've ever seen on the internet. Yikes! <laughs> um, they got a mummy ride. They have a Jason Bourne stunt show. Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. Fifty Shades. Oh, could you imagine a Notting Hill restaurant? Uh, an Apollo 13 ride? Dude, yeah. That would be dope. Yeah. Actually, they have one. It's at it's at Epcot, and it sucks. Mission Space. That is not oh, a good yeah, true. I hate that ride. Um, um, fuck it. Make a Battleship ride. I don't care. I don't give a fuck anymore. Make a Beautiful Mind ride. You think stuff's there when it's actually not. <laughs> Oh, a li- dude, a liar, liar ride. You have it's like you have to. You're riding a uh, the ride is you're driving a stair car chasing an airplane so you can stop it from flying off. And Jim Carrey's riding the hood. Come on, <laughs> I'm Jose Canseco. <laughs> a bridesmaid ride in which you have to rush across the street to the bathroom before you shit your pants. <laughs> oh, a Casper haunted house. Uh, a babe ride where you have to herd all the sheep. Oh my God. A nutty professor ride on which you get sit at a table and you get roasted by your family. <laughs> uh, a knocked up ride where you got to try and get your life together before she gives birth. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you know what they should have? They should have a smart tech just store from 40 year old virgin. It's just a place where you buy like cameras and whatnot. <laughs> Fuck, I love that. Uh, uh, an American Pie ride. Where you ride the pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the poster. Not where you ride the movies, where you ride the pie. pie. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, here's one. The Fast and the Furious. That's number 90 on this list. I'm looking at the IMDb. Oh, a, kind- a kindergarten cop ride. Could you imagine? I'm kind of surprised they don't have like a pitch perfect show. Yeah. See, Universal, they have good horror movies, 
because of course they had that deal with Blumhouse now where they release all the Blumhouse movies and they do really well at the horror nights because they have good haunted house attractions, which I would love to go to a theme park that was haunted houses year round. All right, Nick, this is the last one. Okay. And you're given full creative control over this ride. Miami vice. First of all, Hollywood used to have a stunt spectacular. That was a Miami vice stunt spectacular. So I'm thinking of something like and that, but but listen, a Miami Vice ride could be much like the Spider-Man ride. You're riding in, like you're riding in the car. In in, are we, in which which, which which car are we talking about? No, I'm talking about car. Which car are we talking about? This uh, is you. You have one hundred percent creative control over this. All right, so I like the Ferrari Daytona from the first two seasons before uh, Ted Nugent blows it up. That actually was what happened. The the black car they drive was blown up by Ted Nugent in season two. Then that's when they got the white Ferrari. After that, anyway, you're riding through that through the streets of Miami while in the air tonight by Phil Collins' place. Are you kidding me? And then you stumble upon a, a you're at the docks of Miami and there's a shootout. Oh my god! I'm basically. I think it should be like a Spider-Man ride clone, basically. <laughs> basically because I love the Spider-Man ride so much. And I love Spider-Man. And that probably right. has something to do with that. We talking uh, Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas or uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. <sighs> I mean, we got to go with the former just for it to be good. You know what's funny about the Miami Vice movie? That's the only movie I've ever fallen asleep during. And I love Michael Mann, and I love Miami Vice. And you think I would stay awake during that. But you know what? You weren't the only one. (laughs) Um, Are we done talking about Supercharged? Because I have a question I want to ask you. Shoot. All right. So this this question popped up today on Twitter. If you were to make a theme park out of any movie, what would it be? Just to give it a listener an example, I said... I say a heat theme park based on the Michael Mann film and the opening every day is uh, the opening heist from the film. That's a stunt show. And then every night you get uh, oh, Michael Mann wins an Academy Award for Best Director. <laughs> because that movie was not even nominated for Academy Award. Anyway, I'm not going to go into it. So what's your theme park? Yeah, I saw this on Twitter earlier as well, and my first instinct was was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Um, but that's already kind of been, you know, touched on and done. Uh, it, I, <sighs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, that's what there was going to be a Ghostbuster like haunted like a like a dark ride, wasn't there? I I don't I don't know. Did you ever not? Have you not watched that? There's a, I think there's like a Yesterward or Defunct Land video about that. Well, there's a Defunct Land about the old stage show that the Ghostbusters had. Oh, you know what? I do have somewhat of a recollection about that. But again, the, the concept is to do a whole theme park. So, you know, yes, a, a dark ride is just super logical yeah that just makes sense um hold up there is a like a it's like a men in black style ride at a theme park in dubai that's what 
Yeah, it's called Motion Gate Theme Park, and it's a um, Ghostbusters dark ride in which you shoot stuff. Well, uh, looks like we're going to have to figure out how to get to Dubai. <laughs> I'll send a link to you so you can watch it. Um, you know, you can have an Ecto-1 simulator ride. Uh, obviously, like, there's the opportunity to have that year-round haunted house. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make a resort of it, you can obviously have a Sedgwick Hotel. Ooh, yeah. Which, do you think that was named after the, uh, the street in Chicago? The Sedgwick? Uh, that's a good, uh, I never thought about that. I think there's a high probability of it. Yeah. I love uh, watching stuff that was obviously written by people that have lived in Chicago. Like there's a there's a with Bob and David, not Mr. Show, but you know their Netflix thing, where David uh, says like, "Yeah, I'm on the corner of Racine and Wellington." Like it's like, yeah, this uh, this sketch was obviously written by Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man. I guess um, I guess this ride would be pretty cool. A Ghostbusters world would be pretty cool. I uh, a podcast episode. If you can dig it up, it's probably behind a paywall. But uh, James Bonding, they did an episode of all about a James Bond theme park, and like Matt Gorley, the co-host of that show, he's even drawn like stunt spectacular posters like based on different movies. That's so I think cool. he's done on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I, th- I know he did Roger Moore and uh, Live and Let Die. And I forget what the third one is. I think it might be. Uh, oh, it's Thunderball. So it's like a water. It's like a water stunt show because half that movie is underwater. Anyway, I did not like Thunderball. Huh. So uh, I think we covered the ride as much as we could. And I think I'm burnt out on talking about theme parks because I'm getting sad at this point. I mean, I c- I could go forever and ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is depressing that we cannot safely go to them. Yep. And people, at least 20, I know were protesting outside. Not, I know personally, but know oh, from the news. I was to say, um, excuse me. <laughs> but they're talking about how people are outside of Disneyland protesting the fact that the governor closed down theme parks. <laughs> and there's like, I just saw a news headline that was like, at least like 20 people gather outside of Disneyland protesting the parks be open again like dude obviously that's gonna be a a a petri dish because have you been to a theme park because that is people are bumper to bumper in that fucking well i mean like they're open in florida yeah i know well florida so god oh oh florida's buck wild yeah so I don't even want to fucking get into that bullshit. Uh, right now it says that the uh, the ride, the supercharged ride in um, Florida is closed, but it's operating in Hollywood. So I don't know if somebody flipped the wrong switch on Wikipedia or what. I think it should be the opposite. Um, I'm going to have a hard time. Because here's the thing, man. I do at least want to ride it once. Also, at the end of that video, they show the gift shop, and I'm not going to lie. I would do some damage in that gift shop. Uh, I thought you were about to say do some damage to that uh, wax statue of Vin Diesel they have in there. 
You know what I miss about Universal Studios before we go? The Psycho House. I meant to bring that up earlier. You remember that fucking part? God. The Psycho House was so awesome. And they had like a, and right next to that, they had like a tribute to Lucy. Mm hmm. Yeah. I have on VHS what they used to do at Universal. They used to have this little uh, shop, basically, where you and your whole family would be in front of a blue screen. And there'd be a person there telling you to, like, jump, wave to your left, run in place. And then they give you the VHS, and it's, like, a narration of, like, you and your family's adventure at Universal Studios. Oh, that's cool. It's so corny and (coughs) 90s and cool, and I just, I wish I had a VHS player that I could play it on. You know what they also had there? Nickelodeon, of course. Oh my god, Nickelodeon Studios. But um the time capsule, the Nickelodeon time capsule, yes, popped up on my Instagram the other day. Um I I forgot I spelled Nickelodeon. Um and I want to know where it is. Not the song. I got I found something from April. It's not supposed to open until April 30th, 2042. It's 22 years from now. That's too long, man. Where is it? Oh, man. Oh, shit. This is the stuff that was in the time capsule. Are you ready? Hit me. This Wait, is the what year was it buried? 1990. Okay. In 1990, there was one thing Universal Studios Florida had. And it was, you know, yeah, whatever. And I think it was supposed to be... Uh, like 50 years. So it was probably 92. Right. Hit, hit me with this list and then take us out on this. Cause I don't have a quote from a fucking bullshit ride. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh my God. So 92, they buried this and you can't open it for 50 years. Right. Home alone on VHS. You're starting off really high. That's the first thing on the list. Back to the future on VHS. And it only gets okay. better from here. Rip. Please hammer. Don't hurt him by MC hammer. Uh, Michael Jackson's Dangerous album. Okay. A pair of rollerblades. Hell yeah. Reebok pump sneakers, which we all had them. All had them. Uh, 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 brand name rollerblades or inline skates? It is just rollerblades. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, a jar of Gak. Oh, that shit's so nasty right now. Yeah. Um. Let's see. An official Joey Lawrence, whoa, 92 hat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I need to know if I can get one of those on eBay uh, News report that feature coverage Of the AIDS crisis Desert Storm and the end of the Soviet Union Okay All big things uh, Thanks to uh, Linda Ellerby That's just what it says in parentheses We 90's kids were woke when it came to real issues Happening in the world <laughs> The books that were included were a world atlas, a history book, a comic book, a phone book, the Orlando TV guide for the week of April 30th, 1992, and a copy of Book of Endangered Species. Um, an issue of Nickelodeon Magazine, of course. Of course. Uh, a Ren and Stimpy t-shirt. Uh, a piece of the Berlin Wall. A Barbie doll. 
uh, Game Boy, Nintendo Game Boy, pencils, a skateboard, Twinkies, which those never expire, uh, a stick of gum, probably from the Whack Pack, brand unknown, uh, photos of things that were either too big or, or alive that couldn't fit in the capsule. Oh, okay. So bicycles, planes, trains, cars, politicians, and celebrities. So those pictures of that stuff were put in there. Um, a VHS copy of the opening ceremony that was recorded live via the kid cam. Oh man. Do you remember the kid cam? Oh yeah. Uh, the actual kid cam is in this time capsule. Wow. So that is what is in the time capsule. According to this website. That I found a post from April 30th, 2020. Wow. So April 30th, Oh, that hat is, I mean, I'd wear it. Yeah. And it's I got can't the, find it on eBay. I, the first result on Google was a Reddit post in <laughs> Help Me Find. That's funny. And, of course, it has the signature 90s uh, Bill Underbelly, which is going to be green. Like every baseball hat, like now it's like everything's all one color. But back in the '90s, for some reason, er, the underside of every baseball hat's bill was green. Oh, that's so good! All right. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to say about Fast and Furious Supercharged? <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, I feel like we should. Uh, t- do, you, do you know any quotes from uh, rides offhanded? Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, uh, let's take it. Uh, uh, come back next week uh, on Patreon where we talk about this episode comes out the 17th. So that means next week on the Patreon, we're talking about Spy Racers Episode 7 Ignition. But if you don't want to do that, then come back in two weeks for The Fate of the Furious, an actual movie. Uh-oh, Rich has got something pulled up. Um, do you want to promote? Okay, follow us on, on Instagram at quarter mile time pod. Uh, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash arcade audio where you could listen to bonus episodes of this podcast talking about Netflix original series, uh, Fast and Furious, Spire Racers. And Rip, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Average Cami, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Whack Pack, every single day that we can. Uh, uh, where I uh, Rip rips open another pack of trading cards every single day. I'll chew the gum when we raise enough money for uh, charity uh, and other great organizations. Uh, what else? Uh, and just arcade audio in general, uh, all the good stuff that's uh, being produced by all the fine folks uh, uh, that are part of those shows. Fantastic. All right. What's the quote you want to take us out on? Uh oh, he's got one minute. Ah. <sighs>
I can't find the fucking clip I want to find. Oh. What was the clip? Bill Paxton saying that we didn't know when the movie ended and the where the movie ended and the real I can't remember it exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, that making, uh, by the way, that making of Fast and Furious Supercharged is on YouTube. Oh, I watched it on the Blu-ray. Oh, you did? Good. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> that was eight minutes that we wasted by watching that. All right. So. <laughs> I got nothing, man. I'm sorry. All right. Well, you don't have a quote. I have a quote. Welcome to the Hall of Presidents. It's the only theme park quote I can think of. And that's a that in itself is a quote from Bill and Ted. This episode was a disaster. Goodbye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.